Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your main man, aka Crazy Crock, aka Andre's Podcast. Here I am with my main man, uh, Mr. Sports himself, Parlay Sean. Happy week 14 of the NFL and happy Sunday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Look, folks, look. There's so much to talk about. First of all, we're going to knock it off by talking about Brownie making the comeback with the USC uh, after his heart condition, heart attack, or heart. Well, I don't know what he had, but cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. So let's just put it this way he's back and he loses. Sean Bennett might make a more big deal than it is because it's the first game back. Do you blame the guy for coming back and losing the game? Well, they had him on a restricted minutes, of course, but you know. The University of USC is a Pac-12 school, mm-hmm. at least for a little bit longer, before they join the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They also have Dennis Rodman Jr. on that team. But do you expect Dennis Rodman Jr. to be any better? I mean, his dad wasn't that great. He was in great at Washington State. Okay, was that that great? Great or just? I mean, he's in a new atmosphere, but I mean, shouldn't okay. lose to Long Beach State. Long Beach State's a baseball school. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's Long Beach State. I mean, even baseball. if you didn't have Bronny, I mean. Yeah, what else, yeah. right? So. But I'm glad that he's safe, and I mean. He's back. He's back, and then, and I mean, I'm not trying to overanalyze it, but I don't know if you can lose to Long Beach State. Well, yeah, you can. I mean, it's not. I mean, every game counts, right? Yeah. Like Michigan State. Is yeah, we suck. We're four and five. Well, yeah. I mean, you There's guys. Too much talent on that team. What did they show? That stat that they were third in the country last year in three points. And now, for some reason, none of the shooters can make shots. They're 340th in the country from downtown. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It is pretty bad, but they still got plenty of time to recover. All they need I mean, to do is well win. 19 and 12 and make the tournament, so. Yeah, but all they need to do is win about 18, 19 games. So they're already half quarter, a quarter away there. Yeah. So They'll have to win some big games. They'll have to take out Purdue at least. They'll have to beat Illinois once, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a – Izzo, I mean, you said earlier off air that Izzo, this is Izzo, is probably one of the last five years left in this country. I would agree. He's 68 years old. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this year is going to take a lot out of them if they're, yeah, eighteen and thirteen or eighteen and twelve, and yeah, I just I don't know. I just, I've never seen a team. I mean, I've seen the team be three and are two and three, two and four, but then they regroup. This is the worst team I've ever seen with the talent that they have and the way they they just can't make shots. They're four and five. So game ten when they play on Tuesday or Wednesday, they're going to be five hundred. I've never seen that. Never seen that? Not not after 10 games. No. No, but you know, it's just, usually 7 and 3 or 6 and 4, or not 5 and 5. Yeah, okay. However, Michigan, they got a win day. Big win, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa, they were they were underdogs. Iowa's coach got uh, kicked out for blurring out stuff that he didn't agree with the cause of the referees. Look, I look as if you're a Michigan or a Michigan State fan, you will notice that Juwan Howard is sitting on the bench as an assistant coach because of his heart condition. 
but he's not even participating in the timeouts half of them. So I think this is not even his team no more. I think this is the beginning of the end. And then I think that heart surgery really uh, speeded up that process for him to leave. And I really didn't think he was going to make a good head coach anyways for you know, for Michigan. I know that he had experience in the NBA, and he's one of the Fab Fives for Michigan back in the 90s. But to be honest with you, I don't. I just don't feel it. Anything? I mean, do you agree? Remember, they didn't lose Hunter Dickerson, and well, they yeah. lost both his sons. So I mean, yeah, but you know, the team's playing better now again. They just are without him there. He's just a distraction. I think he just doesn't know how to coach players yet. So there was. I mean, Michigan's five and four. They're doing better in Michigan. I mean, the other guy, though, even if they, if you do say that uh, Howard's not going to coach, the Phil guy can't be there very long. He's older than Izzo. He's like seventy-four years old. So how many yeah. years does he have if they decide to go with him? If they do make a run and they make the NCAA tournament, he's only got three years probably left, right? He's not going to coach till he's eighty. So no, no I mean, I, I guess in the realm of things, even if Howard does not coach much longer, I mean, they better start looking for another coach because Phil can't sit there for another five years. No, you're right. You're right. They won't. They won't. So there was two big upsets today. Colorado destroyed the University of Miami, and Miami was fifteenth in the country, well, and they won by like thirty, or it was ninety to. 64, that's a 26-point victory, and the game was at Miami. Oh, That's pretty bad. Ooh. And then Memphis upset uh, Texas A&M, little Penny Hardaway. Ooh, little Penny. Getting a nice win. You know what? I, hey, Penny Hardaway is by far one of my favorite guards to watch back in the day. And I wish that they – I wish Keon Neal and him both won the championship. He's got Memphis at 7-2 and two right now. Yeah. And he got him in the tournament last year. And, yeah, I do like Penny Hardaway. I always yeah. like those commercials. Yeah, I still have that poster with Anthony and Little Penny, and it has a little saying on it. Oh, yeah. It's in yeah. my room. Yeah, I like it. I, I just love it. I love it. I love I love, I love. love Penny. I wish he was – I wish he didn't get hurt. I wish uh, Shaquille O'Neal didn't leave. Penny Hardaway's really class act, too. I remember when he was always on the Magic and other teams that he played for, he was just like a Jason kid. He would always sign. I mean, some people might miss him because he can only sign so many times, but yeah. at the same time, Penny Hardaway stopped every single time just like Jason Kidd. Yeah. yeah. And signed some autographs. That's cool. Just don't be like Jason Kidd and punch your wife. No. That's not cool. So, let's get to the NFL. Should we? Yeah. All right, folks. All right, here we go. Let's start with the bad news. Let's start with... Jeff Jefferson. Justin. Justin Jefferson. Came he came back, back. And I got hurt again. He's got chest I don't know problems. how we say He's how got we chest describe this. I don't know if it was problems. a chest pain or if he got hit so hard. I don't know. Rip they problems. had to take him out. Yeah, they had to. Because, I mean, this is the worst thing that can happen to a fantasy football guy is having one of your star athletes come back, players, and then he goes and, and then he's gone. And then this was uh, also the boringest game of the day. 0-0 to almost the whole game. 
Then they what was it? Then they benched Josh Jobs. Yeah, which for is, Nick Mullins, the former Cleveland Brown and the San Francisco 49er. And why would you even do that? Why would you trade for somebody and then sit and bench him because he's not playing well? If you don't have receivers that run the routes, let me tell you something. Your receivers don't want to run routes. Your quarterback, doesn't matter how good he is or how bad he is, they're not going to do it. They just won't do it. They just can't do everything for the receivers. It's not like he sat there and he threw four interceptions. No. no. He just, it was just a slow game. His stats are not pretty what I'm about to say. He was 9-13 for 83 yards. No interceptions, no turnovers. I don't think he fumbled the ball. I what, mean, what's uh, what's uh, Minnesota's rushing today? Is Madison still rushing? Is Madison still the Madison lead? Madison had ten reception, or ten carries for sixty-six yards. Okay. Josh Dobbs had five for twenty-one yards, so he averaged four point two yards. So, you know, and as if they were down fourteen to nothing, and he yeah. threw two picks. Okay. Yeah. And even if the quarterback was somebody like a Nick Foles or a freaking Joe Flacco, I might have a point. But we're talking about fucking Nick Mullins. This guy has not done anything ever in his fucking career in the NFL. No. No, he, no, he really has that. I, I just don't understand that. I'm not trying of. to be an ass because you get paid for being a second-string quarterback. But this guy is, I, I, has not done anything superb but be a Look. bench warmer. I think that's head coach for the the head coach or the offense coordinator, whoever's in charge of Minnesota, they're going backwards. They're lucky that they won. They're still in the playoff hunt. They got the win, and everybody behind them, well, they got the win, and they still stayed at the sixth seed and kept Green Bay from jumping them. So they're the seventh seed still. So it was, I mean, this was a big win. They did, couldn't afford to lose this game. No, they're lucky that Detroit lost because uh, mm-hmm. apparently Detroit um, doesn't know how to play on the road anymore. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. Jared Goff is becoming a problem. I mean, Green, but the problem is if, if Minnesota would have lost, there would have been a one, two, three, a four-way – Tie for the seventh seed at six at six and seven. So it was a big win because the Rams are six and seven, the Seattle six and seven, Atlanta six and seven, and the Saints are six and seven. Which before we talk about the Lions for a second here, and we'll finish off in the Minnesota. Obviously, Atlanta and New Orleans can still win a division, and we'll get to that in a second. But yes, the Lions they lost. What's going on with the Lions? You know, I'm going to tell you something. You want to know what's going on with the Lions? Jerry Goff. I've never seen a game so dirt boring or ridiculous that they didn't know what they, what they were doing. I mean, Jerry Goff throws an interception in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's in the third quarter, and Campbell goes for it on their tw- 35th yard line again on a time when you just don't need to do it. I think the score was like still... 12 or 13 or 1913 1913 when that intercept when they gave up the turnover on four downs but they did fumble the ball twice on kickoff see that's his kickoff and punts if you don't do that you're still only down 1913 i think even after that last turnover that you talked about yeah and you could have still won the game this is not i mean this isn't 
Detroit is becoming very lazy. This is very important for Detroit Lion coaches and the players to realize just because you think that you won your division, it doesn't mean nothing because if you win your division, you're not going to get a bye because the first two teams are going to get a bye. But here's the problem. They did not win their division yet. They still have to play Minnesota twice. Yeah. And this is a devastating loss for them because, I mean, 9-4, and four, did we know – we talked about this a week and a half ago. This was a trap game oh, yeah. because the Bears blew that 15-point lead in the last five minutes a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. So the Bears oh, yeah. were pissed. Well, the Bears wanted this. It's a revenge game. It's for the Bears. Correct. So there's but, not, yeah. So I could have even told you I would stay away from this game. Did I think that the score was going to be 13-28 and all these turnovers and no. these punt fumbles and all this stuff? No. But I thought it maybe be like, 28 or 24 or 31 or 27 where it'd be going back and forth but that didn't happen Jared Goff I don't know what who's not running the routes right or who's or who's calling the play calls but you guys gotta really get Jared Goff to get rid of the ball within three to five seconds the Detroit Lions and Lions fans right now I'm not saying panic mode but you're nine and four and you have to play the last four games are all against playoff teams. Oh, yeah. The fucking Denver Donkeys, as much as I fucking hate them, they won a huge game again today. They blew out the Chargers, even though they're even though the Chargers are absolute dog shit and trash. And now Justin Herbert got hurt, blah, 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 yeah. But still a football game. They did their job. Sean Payton's got that team playing football. They're... They've won six out of the last seven. And I wouldn't be surprised if the motherfucking Chargers coach is fired tomorrow. Like, nothing has gone right for that franchise. But the only reason I brought Denver up right now is because the Lions have to play Denver next. And then they play Minnesota. Then they play Dallas. And then they play Minnesota again. These are all four playoff teams. This is not taken lightly. And I'm not trying to sit here and take the the greatness and we'll get away from the the Lions right now. They're 9-4. and But as a Lions fan, I think there's a little... A little point to worry. You could lose. There's a possibility that you could lose all four of these games. Oh yeah. At least, yeah. at least, yeah. at least two. Yeah. Maybe even three, and then four. I mean, they're all playoff teams. All playoff wow. games. Well, we I, should split with Minnesota. Denver is not a cakewalk, and no. God knows, going into the Jerry's world when they're 15 straight after they beat that beat the Eagles tonight, is not going to be easy. No, no. I think I think what you're, I think the real problem is this. The real problem is that this team has never been in this position before, and now they're the 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 that they're in the head of the class. Now they don't know what to do. They're so used to playing from behind, or or giving up bad games, or giving up bad calls, or there were a lot, this whole game was not. I mean, Detroit didn't make a lot of penalties, not a, not off of the offensive line, but Detroit. They, I think they're just coasting and they're hoping that everyone else loses. I wouldn't say they're hoping. I just think they're, they're, I think they're relying on the comeback game over and over too much, and they need to just get their business taken care of. Aaron Glenn, I mean, your defense is looking bad and worse than whatever. Special teams really, guys, got to get things get together because 
Look, the Denver Donkeys or the Denver Broncos. Sean's got me to get caught on the Donkeys, but Broncos are on a hot streak. Russell Wilson has figured himself out. A uh, uh, couple of the receivers Sutton is just tearing it up. Yeah, Sutton and and everyone else seems to understand Sean Payton's uh, plan. A great coach. Yeah, they understand the plan, and I think that's this is one thing that makes it different for Dan Campbell and Sean Payton and Andy Reid is that they're natural offense coordinators who are head coaches, and for some reason they're. Dan Campbell, I, I think sometimes it's difficult for someone like Dan Campbell who relies on muscle and being smart. Well, he relies on muscle, but he, he doesn't speak too much about being smart. He talks being smart on the media and to you guys and to us and say, well, we have to play smarter. But I think it's difficult for him to 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 relay that to the players during practice, during the games. There's like, I get why he's not vocal, but I think at certain parts of the game, you can go to your players and say, hey guys, you guys need to get your head out of your ass right now because we're down by three points or we're only up by five points and we're not even even in the fourth quarter. So, I think they kind of need that kind of toughness. The toughness I'm always concerned about of him losing control during the sideline. But his team, I think they rely on his uh, moment, uh, his motivation. And he's a vo- very vocal, vocalist, vocal motivator. So you're just going to have to get in the guy's face. And I'm telling you, Dan Campbell, if you have to tell Aaron Glenn to get his head out of his ass and make better calls, then you're going to probably have to get rid of him. And you're going to probably be in a situation where you're not going to feel comfortable, but you, you know what? You can, beat, you can beat the Donkeys or the Broncos if you can keep Russell in the box. You can beat the Minnesota Vikings twice because they don't have a running game. Josh Dobbs, I don't know what's going on with him. And then Jefferson is probably going to be out again. I'm most likely thinking he'll be out again. So there's really no reason for you even to lose those games on the road or at home. So as you just said, that that's why I said it's only a reason for concern. The Lions, do, Lions fans do not need to panic because here's the other thing to throw into the thing. Even though the Lions have a tough schedule – the Minnesota Vikings do not have a cupcake schedule, and I would rather have Jared Goff as my quarterback than Josh Jobs. Josh Jobs is a reasonable second-string quarterback, but he's not Jared Goff. The remaining schedule, also for the Minnesota Vikings, every single team is a playoff team. Bengals, not going to win that game against Joe Mason and Jamar Chase. So Minnesota's probably going to lose. Then they got the Lions, like you said, that's a toss-up. Then you got to play the Green Bay Packers and then to play the Lions. Like, literally, at least the Lions can win two of the three? Mm-hmm. I can legitimately say the Minnesota Vikings, can there's lose. a 50-50% chance that they could lose all four. Yeah. Like, the Lions, there's not a 50-50% chance that they lose all four. No. I say they win at least two. They win at least two. Yeah. I, I, I would say there's a 75% chance that they win three. But 
I would go as high as 80% that they win 204. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But literally off the stat that I just said there, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Detroit, mm-hmm. Minnesota could lose three or four, or they could lose all four. Yeah. I just don't think that Minnesota has enough. I don't think they they have enough talent on the team anymore. I don't think Madison's a good enough running back. I think your Jefferson's out. I, I don't think that you can ha- expect Osborne to do anything for you. Uh, maybe catch a couple of passes. Uh, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he's going to be your re- tight end, but I don't know how you're going to apply that to anything if you don't have a quarterback who can throw the football anymore. Uh, I, I just don't see how you're going. I just don't see it. So, leaving at that, I think the best thing that ever could happen to Detroit if the Dallas Cowboys beats Philadelphia Eagles. They're up 10 nothing. I think they need this game for them to win because... Then they would still only be one game back because they would be 10-3 and three Eagles and the Cowboys would be 10-3 and three and they would be 9-4. and four. Yeah. Yeah. So, since we're kind of on this playoff hunt, I know there was a couple other better games, but the next best game... There was one really good game that came down to the... Former Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, and the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. The Ravens squeaked out this game. But the only reason I want to talk about this game before we go to a bunch of other games is because mm-hmm. it can lead into the play can lead into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Rams are six in seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. After what I just told you mm-hmm. of the the schedule mm-hmm. of the and the Rams lost a very tough one against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens look great right now. Mm-hmm. Lamar's playing well. Odell Beckham played well today. They don't have Andrews yet. They might go get Zach Ertz that got cut. But if Andrew comes back, it's a whole different story. So, with me saying this, and after you heard the Minnesota Vikings schedule, I'm going to read you the Rams schedule. Mm-hmm. Washington Commanders. Win. Yeah. New Orleans Saints win. Okay. New York Giants win. Mm-hmm. Probably guaranteed loss. San Francisco. Oh yeah. But then you are ten and seven. Mm. That is probably a better record than what the freaking Minnesota Vikings are going to have. Yeah. So the Rams might get in the playoffs. So it could be the Rams against the Lions. In the first round, that'd be kind of cool and weird at the same time. Because if they were the seven, six or seven, if they were the sixth seed, they would be, be the third. The yeah. It'd have to be the seventh seed, and they wouldn't play them. But but Detroit would be they, the third. Well, Detroit seed. could get it up to the second seed, so there is a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Matthew so, Stafford comes home. Ooh, wow. First round that wow. could be fun. Wow. That could be the last game that Stafford ever plays and golf. That could be intriguing. That'd be that'd be the history of all history games, because you get two guys who are traded for each other. One guy wins the Super Bowl, and the other guy is trying to win the Super Bowl. But the one thing that I'll tell you what the one thing that Stafford has is that he's got he's better got, receivers. He's got well, he's got the arm. No, I think they're about the same now. You got Williams. Well, Detroit's got Williams. He's catching on. You got St. Brown. Are you going to compare St. Brown to Cooper Loporta. Cooper Cup. Loporta. Loporta. You got Loporta. <laughs> Paul Nuka. Sam Brown. Williams. I mean, you got you got guys there. 
Cooper Cup isn't the player that he used to be. He caught a great pass today to tie the game, to move the ball downfield for the Rams, to tie the game for the Rams to go in overtime to lose to, to the Ravens. He certainly but, put the Ravens better me, than the fucking Lions did this year. But wait, wait. Huh. Let me, no, no. We need to go back to that game. The Ravens and OT got stopped. The Rams got stopped in OT. The Rams punted the ball, and they lost the game Ooh, from the punt return. 76-yard touchdown punt return. Could you imagine, you know, being the announcer for the Baltimore Ravens? And the kickoff, and he's at the 20, he's at the 30, the 40, the 50, 60. We got a touchdown, and the Rams lose. That was pretty amazing. But. That was amazing. Okay. That was this amazing. This is what we talked about all season long. Yeah. We are now after week 14. Mm-hmm. And we have a three-way tie mm-hmm. in the division that we've talked about. That was the shittiest division in NFL football. Mm-hmm. It involves the Carolina Panthers, which has already lost their coach and fired mm-hmm. him. And Bryce Young is... I got no comment, and we don't even have to talk about the Carolina Panthers anymore. Um, but we have a three-way tie. The Saints did their job. They beat the Panthers. They're 28-6. Um, and then there was the one team that didn't do their job, that Riddler and the Falcons were at home, and it came down to the wire, and they were playing the Bucks. And I have to swallow my pride today because I highly dislike Breaker Mayfield, but fucking A, man. Baker Mayfield... Led him to the winning drive, and now there is a three-way tie for first place. The Bucks, the Falcons, and the Saints, but the Falcons, oh no, sorry, the Buccaneers hold the tiebreaker because the Buccaneers are 3-1 and one in the division, and everybody else is 2-2. Two and two. So on this note, who wins the division, Andre? Wow. Are you going with Baker Mayfield? Are you going with Riddler? Are you going with Derek Carr? Nope. Buccaneers. They got more talent. What are the receivers? That's the only thing they have more talent on. It ain't but, their quarterback. No. No. Well, I don't think Carr is that good. I think Carr, you can get in the backfield and struggle. I think Baker Fears is a little bit better. And I just think that Camaro is along a good play, a player on that team for the Saints. Maybe the receiver, Thomas, but he's not consistent a lot. Correct? No, not really. I think the Buccaneers are going to win. I don't know. I just think they have a better team. They but, play the Packers at, at Green Bay, mm-hmm. the Jaguars, the Saints, and the Panthers. So they probably only win two, two of the four. Or one out of the four. Uh, yeah, if you only win one, then you're screwed. You got. You have to win at least two, right? Yeah. Who do the Saints play? And if they win two, they're still eight and nine. Yeah. Maybe. So who do the Saints play, you ask? Yeah. Um, shit. Here we go. So the Saints, compared to that schedule, yeah. is the Giants. Yeah. So that's a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams will probably lose. Mm-hmm. Then the Bucks and the Falcons. Huh. The wow. Saints actually have it worse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The Falcons, no, I don't think they can be the Falcons. 
So they only win two, two. Yeah, I know. So then we'll have two teams at eight and nine. So let's look at the Falcons' schedule. Yeah. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's one. Mm-hmm. They play the Bears on the road, but we don't know what Bears team is going to show up. Yeah. The Colts and the Saints. Hmm. So we could have a three-way tie at the end and everybody's eight and nine. Sweet. That'd be awesome. So <laughs> what the NFL wants, right? A tie? Suspicious. Suspicious. And then, and then, are you ready for this? What's that? A Dallas, a Green Bay, mm-hmm. a Rams, mm-hmm. or Minnesota is going to be 10-7, and seven, and they got to go play at one of those motherfucking stadiums that has a losing record because they didn't win a division. Well, that's going to be nice. For who? <laughs> the team that won a division, not for the other teams that I listed. Yeah, I know. They got screwed. I know. But it's good. It's about TV. Spotlight. Spotlight of the TV. So think about this. This is kind of just like the college football playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you win your division, you should be in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So Florida State should have been in the playoffs. Yeah, we're still mad about Florida State. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. I guess he's going with the Bucks. To win the division. I'm going to bust. I would love. To I'm going to go on the dark horse. The Falcons? Yeah. yeah you like Kyle Pitts? You do like him. Jefferson? You do like that. I do like Riddler, baby, you from Cincinnati. Like, oh, Riddler. What's time five? Five times five. That's the Riddler. 25. I don't know what that means, but I just said it. Is it real? Did you really say that ever? No, I'm just. The Riddler. Every time I hear that name, I feel like the Riddler. Like Batman and Robin. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Can we talk about the most embarrassing loss today? Uh, Sure. So, Zach Wilson comes back and plays. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the one that just loves all the MILFs and Mama Stifler and all that shit. So, they're playing the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. The Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Well, after today, he's not going to be rookie of the year because, well, they got smoked 30 to 6, and he's on concussion protocol. So why can't he stand out and win it? I don't know. It depends on how many yards he had. I mean, you still got four more games left, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think that. Uh, who else could you give it to? Who else comes in your head like, oh, that's. You'd have to think about the running backs. I don't know how, what the running back stats are. No, but I think I think he's got it. I think he'll come back the last two games of the year and he'll finish it. I think I think CJ Strong's pretty good. I like CJ Strong. I know he's a Ohio State guy, but I'm I'm pretty amazed at how he, how capable he is to, uh, to keep his composure together and make those comebacks weeks ago. I really do. I, I really like this kid. I hope the best for this kid. I hope he gets better. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. I think he's good for football. He's just good. He is a baller. Yes. So on that note, he's on protocol. We don't know what's going to happen. So are you saying that the Texans are going to make the playoffs? Let's hope so. It'll be kind of fun. Okay. I think it should be Texans against the Dallas Cowboys. It'll take a while. They're in the different divisions, but they'd have to meet in the Super Bowl. Oh, you're right. Damn it. <laughs> so that's a long shot. 
Yeah. So the crazy thing is, even though Pittsburgh lost on Thursday to the shitty New England Patriots, nothing happened, and they're still in the playoffs, and they're still the sixth seed. And they still want a new coach. They want Tomlin out of there. Tomlin has never had a losing record. I don't care if you hate this guy. I don't know what people are so pissed about. He has always had a winning record. And watch him make the playoffs again without Kenny Pickett. And if they make the playoffs with Mitch Tawinski, for God's sakes, he deserves a freaking medal. He deserves a trophy and a medal to just for making the playoffs with Mitch Tawinski. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be great. That would be great. So there, are like a, there is a six-way tie for sixth place and seventh place, seven and six. That's so it's crazy. The Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, the Denver Donkeys, the Bengals, and the Bills. I know. If I'm, you had to choose two teams, which two get in? Well, you know, I would, in, the, in the past I would say the Bills, but certainly Josh, uh, Josh Allen can't figure out. He played who, well today. Beat. Baby Brady, baby yeah, goat. But he's still through. in Kansas City. He but beat he, the goat, the baby goat. He still threw a lot of bad passes, a lot, a lot. I okay. I want to say I want to say the Bengals and the Bills are gonna make the playoffs. However, I really want to see the Colts. Okay. I want to see the Colts in there somehow. I'm going to say. The Bengals, as much as I hate to say this, and even these words come out of my motherfucking mouth. Yeah. The Bengals and the Donkeys. <laughs> and that is very hard for me to say. Because even when I'm out on these podcasts, you know how many choice words I use against that. That I mean, I've said a few swear words, but there's more words that come out of my mouth than the Donkeys. But what would I like to see? Sean likes the Donkeys. I'd love to see... The Donkeys and the Colts. I can't say the Colts and the Texans because they're in the same division, so they won't. Yeah. They won't both make it. But Denver and Indianapolis. I like Gardner Minshew. I do like. Them. But what do I think is going to happen? Cincinnati's going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's going to miss the playoffs, I think, because we still got to play Miami and a few other tough teams. But. Josh Allen's not Josh Allen anymore. He never know. was. He leads the league in interceptions since he's been in the league since 2017, 2018. I don't know. Who would you rather take? Jared Goff or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Really? Jared Goff gets fumbled and sacked, but he still doesn't lose the games off. Buffalo, at least with, Jared, with, what, with Josh Allen, he's made the playoffs and shown that he can get farther than Jared Goff. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Just like I won 100-0 twice. Um, who lost eight straight? Nah, I did. Because your mom called me and told me that I had to let you win. Jeez. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, Buffalo... I don't know, but it looks like my Cowboys are going to play well tonight. They're up ten to three. It's the second quarter. They're about to score again and make it seventeen three. So they're going to take over the division tonight and hold the tiebreaker, um, which is a great thing. And is it? 
Is it? I don't really like either of these teams, actually. <laughs> I mean, the Dallas Cowboys tell everyone they're going to win Super Bowls every year. And they're America's past teams. They're like the Yankees. They're like, remember our glory years? We were great in the 1920s, the Yankees. We were great in the 1990s with Emmett. We were great in back in the 1970s with Star. But since then, we're like the Detroit Lions. We don't win nothing. I still think San Francisco's the best team. I do like San Francisco. I mean, even though I love my diehard Cowboys fan, San Francisco is the team to go through. I just, no, you know what's funny? I think San Fran is the best team, but I think that's the team that they could lose to the Dallas Cowboys or Philadelphia Eagles. You know what I mean? What, in a rematch? Because God knows the Philadelphia Eagles got destroyed by him a week ago. Yeah, but I think Dallas could be San Fran. This is why. I think I don't. I think Prudy's good, but he's not good on his feet when he gets pressured. With uh, Prescott, he's big enough and strong enough to run out of that pocket. And he doesn't usually get sacks. Does he sometimes throw bad interceptions? Yes. Has he done them this year? Actually, no. So he has not screwed up this year so far. So out of these two teams, what, which team has a better chance of beating them? Baltimore or Miami? Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore will Over San Francisco? Oh, San Francisco. I thought you were talking about Dallas. No, no, no. I think both of them can probably beat Dallas. But at the same oh. time, Baltimore or Miami, which one can beat San Francisco? Uh, if it's a shootout, I think San Fran can still beat Miami. I think it all depends on, uh, on the quarterback for Miami. Tia. 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 Tua. Tua. But I think if you take... So you're telling me Baltimore has a better chance to beat them? Because they can slow up the game and it's going to end up going slow and okay. defensively. Baltimore is built for defense. They're, Lamar Jackson's good, but their defense is what's going to carry them. I really do. I really, really, really do. I think, you know, speaking of Miami... I think Miami would be a fun team to watch in the Super Bowl. That'd be a great Super Bowl, Miami and San Fran. That'd be great. That'd be one of the better Super Bowls, and it'd be it's some, in Vegas. And it'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. But I, I, I do really do think I have a feeling like Dallas could be San Fran in the playoffs. Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I right? But look. Look, look. Let's talk about. I mean, San Francisco has got. This is what they have left on their schedule: Cardinals, Baltimore, Washington, and Rams. Yeah. So they're gonna win a guaranteed two of those games. Yeah. Probably they could win all four. Okay. Because Baltimore is at home, and so is the Rams. Yeah. If it was at Baltimore or at San, uh, oh, excuse me, at the Los Angeles Rams, it might be a different story. Yeah. So it looks like the Dallas Cowboys are marching down the field again, as we're watching this live, and as you people at home will see the uh, will hear our recap of the game while we're watching it. But so the Cowboys are about to go up seventeen three, but there's two games tomorrow night. And they're both at the same time. Why? And neither one of them are playing a good team. So you got the Packers versus the Giants. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're in our division, but the Packers should win that game easily, even though it's in New York. You know what? It's the game that Jordan Love could get hurt. You know why? Because Grim, because the Giants will have nothing to lose besides being pissed off and hurting people. Am I right? And watch Saquon Barkley on a Monday night game have like 150 yards. Yeah, watch. Be amazing. The other game is the Miami Dolphins versus the what? Tennessee Titans. You know what? That's is a game. That, no, don't Miami. Doesn't Miami have a problem losing two bad teams? Yep. So that means Tennessee's going to win. Or are they going to cover? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Minus 13 and a half. Tennessee's going to cover. Is it at Tennessee? No. Right, I still would take the one and 13. Is Derrick Henry playing? Probably not. Yeah, I think he's done, folks. I think he's done. All right. So we're hitting about the 40th minute. And we have to go and talk about. The Los Angeles Dodgers. The most expensive player of all time. And my guess is that they're going to pitch him less or hit him more or else he's going to blow up his uh, his uh, arm up and be out of the, out for like two or three years. So obviously we're talking about Chono on Tani. He's 70 million. Seventy million per year. I'm sorry, no one is worth seventy fucking million dollars a year. No, no one. Come on, well, no one. Forty-six million dollars a year, Michael Jordan. Is he worth it? When did he get that? When he came back for his second three-peat every year for three years in a row. Although every single NBA player is averaging over forty, but you got the quarterbacks making fifty million dollars right now. But you know, no, I'm just saying. You're a Jordan fan. Is it worth paying Jordan $46 million? Oh, he got three more championships. Yeah. But what if Tommy brings two or three championships within five years to the Dodgers? Is it worth it? That's a good question. Is it Problem is, Tommy hasn't played a full season. Well, yeah. I think Jordan's that, played many full seasons, so I don't know if you can compare them. Yeah. To different sports, yeah. And I don't know if you compare them because, like, you, the only thing that they're going to, I mean, literally, I agree, yes, if they do win two or three championships, it might be worth it. But the Dodgers already lead the country in most championships in our second, right? They're behind yeah. the Yankees. Yeah. But if this team does not win, mm-hmm. okay, in that 10-year contract, mm-hmm. what's the number, buddy? Do they have to win three? Or do they have to win four? I, think, I don't think I don't think two is enough. I think three. Two is sure. not enough, correct? No. Two in ten years is not enough. Three for sure. You have to win at least three. Four to be impressive. Okay. Five to be the greatest dynasty ever since the Yankees and the five Yankees. out of ten. That's fair. I mean, we're not I'm saying good. we're not saying five in a row, and we're not saying four in a row. No. We're saying they have to win three out of ten, or four out of ten, or. To be a true real dynasty, five out of ten. But if they don't win three, it's a disappointment. I just can't believe. Right? If you can't yeah. win three, yeah. it was a waste. What makes it worse is that 
here I'm talking about three or four weeks ago that the super contracts will end sooner or later. That shit ain't come true. But you're right. Otami should not be being paid $70 million a year. I don't care if he is two-way player. No. Because he can't be two-way because his arms are going to give out sometime. Where do you put him in the lineup? I actually you know what. Line you got J.D. Martinez. You got Mookie. You got Lux. You got Jason Hayward. You got Freddie Freeman. Like, where the fuck do you put this guy? Lead off. Lead off. You're gonna have one of your starting pitchers be lead off fucking hitter. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get him on base. It's a smart thing to do. He won't. He won't steal, but you'll attempt to look like he steal. Yeah, you can't have your starting pitcher steal, right? No, but still, he's got to get enough bad to go steal. I think. I think I would, I would even put Freeman in the first sometimes too because he's got a good bat. Mookie, he could do that too. Actually, I'd probably put Mookie Free, what's his last name, Freeman? Freddie Freeman. Freddie, I would put Freddie Freeman second. You and still have Chris Taylor. You still have Max Muncy. <laughs> yeah. You still have David Pilatra, for God's sakes, the outfielder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but they're going to use... Okay. What? Freddie Freeman's no longer the DH. They're going to put him as a DH so he doesn't have to play the field. There you go. You can do that, too. DH. I would not put him in that... I would put him in the top... For batting positions. Because that way you can keep him a threat for scoring runs. Yep. He's got a good so enough. Mookie, Freddie, Freeman, Adetani, or Mookie, Freddie, JD Martinez, Adetani? Nope. I would, put a, I would put him third. And then JD's fourth. Yeah, because that. Or, yeah. Or I also put Freeman fourth. And JD. Third. Freddie's a good hitter. But that way, but that way, well, that way, well, let's see. Yeah, you want J.D. Martinez to be protected. You want so, all of them to be goddamn protected. You want Freddie to be protected too, right? But Freddie. He doesn't it, swing for the fences. He, uh, he, he's yeah. on, good, on base. Yeah, that's why, you, that's why you want him to be before or just after Martinez. That's why okay. you want, that's why I put Mookie. Mookie, Otami. So maybe Anatani's number two. Yeah. Freddie's three. JT's four. Yeah. And then you put someone who's... Going Max Muncy or Lux. David Pilatra or somewhere in there. Whoever's, you got Hayward. Who's ever got a stronger bat? Put him behind JD Martinez. So I mean, who's ever a home run hitter? That's why I would put behind JD, JD Martinez. So Muncy or Pilatra. Yeah. Because that way you protect all your players. Because you can't walk them off. And you can't just keep walking JT Martinez with a man on third and second. Because if you get a guy behind JD Martinez to hit home runs, you're going to be screwed. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. Yep. Yep. That's what I would do. 
You are probably right. It's that way you protect all your players. But here's the thing. Does the Dodgers have enough pitching? Well, let's think about this. Remember, they had a lot of people that were hurt last year. Yeah. They still have Walker Buehler. Uh-huh. You still have Tony Goslin. Okay. You have Michael Grove. Kershaw. Kershaw. Dustin May. Mm-hmm. Ryan Peepit. Mm-hmm. Julio Urias. Yeah, that guy got hurt in the right bad time. Remember the good former Tampa Bay guy, Ryan Yorbrogue? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a few other guys on there that are reasonable, but they got a pretty damn good bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing we got to talk about for baseball. Look, and we're not going to talk about the Tigers because they've got a long way to go. Long way to go. All right, folks. That's the first live I've done with Is that the first time I did live with you? Maybe two. Yeah. So this is good. So we're going to try to do this again. We probably won't be on air for now until next Thursday. For sure. Well, yeah, we'll figure something out. So peace, love, and um, thank you for listening to Podbean, Podbean.com live. Thank you, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Thank you, all the other uh, platforms. Peace, love. Thank you, Sean. Always great to be here. Hope everybody has a great week. It's officially two weeks to Christmas tomorrow. Oh, man. Time for Christmas. Hopefully you got you something, preparing something good. Peace.